Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Tom Moran here from Tom Speaks Spiders. First off, I hope everybody out there is doing well health-wise and economically. I know with the whole pandemic situation we have going on and things closing down and such that a lot of people are out of work right now, which is horrific. So hopefully we get back up and running again as soon as it's safe and people can get back to work and we can get you know somewhere back to normalcy. It's been really, really odd. I am now doing, uh, well, starting Wednesday, my school will be doing online. All the courses will be online. So I've been putting together this week all of my reading stuff, all my math stuff, and everything's been going online, been trying to do. The good thing is I have the capabilities to do videos, which I haven't done yet because it just – we're not at that point yet, but I'm probably going to break out some videos. But the audio stuff with the books and the discussions, I've been able to do audio versions of a lot of things that I do, which has been great, and I think the kids will find it helpful. The good thing is in my reading class, I've already done some audio versions of things, and the kids use it when they read books because I have a lot of them that they do have reading issues, and they need something that can – support their reading as they go through themselves, but also I've been adding the discussions in. So it's been an interesting week, but a fun week in in a sense. I think as a teacher, sometimes we, I don't want to say fall into ruts, but you get very comfortable doing what you're doing. And for me, this is the type of stuff I enjoy because I'm having to think outside the box and do some fun things. And I have the capabilities to do so. I know some of my other friends that teach when I recommended this, they're like, what are you talking about recording on your computer? It's I forget sometimes that this is something I do that just becomes a normal part of my life, but not everybody has these capabilities. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun and uh, just a heads up, I am a little feeling a little bit under the weather right now. I think I'm coming down with a cold, no fever or anything, so no panic there. But it makes the podcast a little more difficult because I keep having to pause the sniffer blow my nose. So it might be a little shorter this time around, but I, I actually considered not doing it this morning. But I know there's a lot of folks out there that really look forward to this and I don't want to disappoint. And you know, we'll save it for a day where I really can't do anything on the microphone today. We seem to be okay. We're also going to be shooting a video later on. So I don't want to lose my voice because I do want to get a video up this weekend. So anyway, we're going to forge ahead with this one. And the topic this time around is going to be the genus Formictopus. Yep, one of my favorite uh, genera of tarantulas. If I had to pick two genera, I, I don't think I could narrow it down to one because I, I want to give myself the ability to pick an arboreal and a terrestrial genus. I think for terrestrials, it would be for Myctopus. Now, that doesn't mean I've, I've had people come forward before, but you've said this is one of your favorite spiders and you didn't list for Myctopus as your favorite in this list. That's why I don't do lists because they're silly. It comes down to, like, I just love this genus of tarantulas. I love all the ones I have. I'm obsessed with collecting them all. It's like I, I got my first years ago and we'll go through the origin of how I got into this. But when I got my first, it was like a revelation. And that was obviously the Formictopus cancerides. And I picked up more and more and more. And I basically made it my personal quest to try to showcase these spiders to people because I thought they were being overlooked. And again, nothing against Pamphibedia species. I have a lot of people. It, it's, there are large tropical species, much like a Pamphibedia species. I just think Pamphibedia tends to get all of the spotlight. Everybody loves the Pamphos. And I love the Pamphos too. So please don't read this as I'm bashing Pamphos because you got to be careful because people are very particular about the spiders they like and they'll defend them if you think you don't like them. I've run into this before when I've talked about Formictopus. It's not that I don't like Pamphos. I love Pamphos. It's just I love Formictopus species. So I think they're a nice alternative. There's sometimes you can find them for much, they're much less expensive all around than Pamphibedia species. Some of the Pamphos can get up there, although they're coming down quite a bit from when I first started, you know, really getting serious into the hobby. But I think there's something people should consider. I'm not saying pass up a Pampho for a Formictopus. I want to make that very clear because I did one of these before and the comments, some people were really upset with me because I think they thought I was bashing Pamphos. It was nothing to do with that whatsoever. I have a few of them. I love them. I'll probably end up getting more. 
It's just I had to pick one genus that I was going to concentrate on, and for Myctopus, they're, they're my babies. So anyway, what I want to do is share some of the love. Plus, Billy and I later on today are going to set them all up on the dinner table, all the different species or color morphs or whatever you want to call it, not color morphs, but uh, colorations that we have and kind of showcase them because I've had a lot of people asking about them lately. There's been a couple new species that have come – into the hobby or that are more available. So for example, for Myctopus, Cochleus vorax is one that's, the, I just picked up some from Fear Not and I'm obsessed with them. They're just the coolest things. These are the ones that eat snails, land snails. And then Arachnoiden has for Myctopus species Salinus, which apparently they've got a bunch of babies from a male and female they have. So I've never seen these before. I don't know what they are. Supposedly they're going to be different than the other ones I have. And this is the thing with the Vermictopus is the genus is such a disaster and there's so many undescribed species and species that we just name after whatever locality we found them in that it's you never know what you'll get. And I'll explain a couple examples of that as we go through this list of the ones I have of ones that were labeled as one thing and later on we realized they're probably something totally Totally different. So let's kick this one off with Formictopus atachromatis. I picked up a, I believe, three of these several years back. It was from a place I didn't, I can't remember the name of it. I believe it was a snake. It might have been NERD, the snake dealer, as a matter of fact. It was it was a place I normally don't buy from, but they had them in. And I'm like, I've got to snatch these up. I don't care who has them. And that's kind of the way I am with the Formictopus, that if I see someplace has them, I don't care. Who's got them? I'll try it out if, as long as I can get my Formictopus species. So I thought that was really cool because a lot of people don't realize that Formictopus were actually in the hobby a long time ago. And at that time, those were the true spiders that they would call the Haitian browns. And later on, they would get mixed in with Cancerides because they do look very similar. When you put them next to each other, they're difficult to tell them apart. And I was very excited to pick up these guys. What I found with the Atachromatis, and what I'm going to try to do is give little anecdotes. And again, I want to make this very clear that when I talk about the temperaments, and behaviors I see in my collection, that just represents my collection. That doesn't mean that you're going to get the same temperaments. That doesn't mean you're going to get the same behaviors. So I, a lot of times I'll put stuff up there and people will like, well, mine doesn't do that. Well, that's fine. Yours doesn't do that. This is just, I'm reporting what I've seen. And it. I will say that a lot of what I'm going to say about temperament for these guys is probably going to fly in the face of what you've heard about them. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to chime in and go, man, mine are crazy. Mine are throwing up threat postures and, and bum rushing me all the time. I just don't get that out of a lot of mine, but I have seen little nuanced differences in the behavior, so I'll try to explain those as best I can as we go through. So for the Atachromatis, they were they were fairly shy as far as Formictopus species. They started off as the little blue slings and basically did a little burrowing, just like all my Formictopus. I kept them moist, and let's just say this right off the bat so I don't have to repeat myself throughout the podcast. I keep them all moist right up to they get to adulthood, and then I let things dry out a little bit. I'll give them a moist corner. I'll give them a moist water dish, but slings are always kept moist. Juveniles are always kept moist, and the adults are always kept with mostly dry with a moist corner. I'll moisten it down, make it rain, and let it dry out in between with a water dish. So that's pretty much how I keep them all, and it's worked well for me. I know some people still keep their adults moist. There's no problem with that. Again, I do. I just let it dry out in between. I do give them moist periods. I just let it dry and then re-moisten. But they'll go through like maybe a week or so with it a little bit drier before I go in and re-add moisture. So for example, the other day I was feeding them all. I took them all out, changed the water dishes, fed them, and moistened down part of the substrate. That'll probably dry out between now and next week when I go to feed them again. 
So as far as the Adachromatis, they burrowed his slings. They were decent eaters overall, but much more shy than the one I'm going to approach two down the list a little bit, which is the Cancerides. They were much more shy, even as they put on size as juveniles. They weren't particularly skittish for me, but very shy. So for example, if you opened the enclosure and they weren't in a burrow, they would do that stress pose where they'd hunker down and pull their knees up over their carapace. I get that quite a bit. Even now as adults, they don't seem to be particularly defensive at all. I've gotten threat postures a couple times from them, but this is going to be the odd part. I've never received a threat posture from something I did personally. It's always been from a prey item. So for example, if they're sitting there and I drop a prey item in and they're not expecting the prey item, all of a sudden you get this impressive threat posture as they're slapping at the prey item and you watch the crickets or the roach kind of go bouncing away. Like they don't even have their fangs out. It's just a, a display. And then what will happen is the prey will run off, they'll come down a little bit, the prey will come back, and suddenly they're hungry and they eat the prey. So we get this quite a bit, and Billy and I laugh about it, because when we go to feed these guys, we get the, this happens quite a bit. So, but besides that, there's been a handful of threat postures toward prey, that's it, nothing toward me. They've been very calm. I fed my three adults, I have three adult females now, fed them two days ago, and calm as can be. I opened the thing, one of them just kind of calmly went into its burrow, the other one just sat there right out in the open, the other one kind of stress posed in a corner behind a piece of cork bark, no issues whatsoever with them. As far as growth, and this is going to be, for most of them, you you can expect this type of growth rate. I found that the slings for the Atacromatis were quite ravenous. They're great hunters. They start off small. They grow. They put on a lot of size with each molt. And it's, I don't know which instar it is, and I wish I could, I'll try to figure it out in the future, but there's a certain instar where they make an incredible jump. They go from looking like those little blue spiderlings, which are gorgeous, by the way, to suddenly a little young adult. Like, they put on an immense amount of size in one molt in particular. But overall, the growth rate to about five inches is incredibly fast. And when compared to other species like say, Lazy Dora, Parahibana, around the same pace, if not faster. Mine grew faster than my LPs, quite frankly. The majority of my Firmicopus did. Um, as far as Pampho, Pamphos tend to grow about the same speed. Uh, Therophosa, they keep pace with Therophosa for a bit, but then what happens is I found with my Formictopus species, and this is pretty much across the board, once they hit that five and a half, five, five and a half inch mark or so, they tend, the growth tends to slow down a bit. So you hit that, you go very quickly from sling to what looks like, you know, it would be a, an adult-sized spider for other species. But then after that, the growth rate, rate slows down quite a bit. So I want to make that clear because I've had people that have picked these guys up and said, man, you, you said they grow so great. They hit about five inches and mine hasn't molted in like a year. Yeah, that's the difference between those and say a Therophosa, which they just keep on trudging along and putting on massive size with each mole. So if you were to do a chart, if I were to try to do a chart with like the growth rates of some of the so-called giant species or the, you know, the bird-eating species so we have say our LP, say a, a Sturmy, Pamphibetus antonis, and a Formictopus species, you would see the Formictopus keep pace with those guys probably the first year or so, maybe even a little longer. And then after that, the other ones molt, 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 and the Formictopus take a little longer. And that's what I found with mine. Other people might find that theirs grew after that five inch mark, theirs grew perfectly fine. But I've done this now. I've got, I think, nine different subspecies of them. And the ones I've been able to grow to adulthood all kind of had the same pattern. So something to think about. You're going to have a big, fuzzy, hairy, adult looking spider very, very soon. 
but then it's going to slow down a bit. So just a heads up with that. So that's the type of growth we saw with the antichromatis. And now they're just a little more bronze. They don't seem to have the purple, purplish tinge on their carapaces that the Cancerides do, at least from my collection, my opinion, from what I've seen. They're difficult to tell apart, though. But if you put them next to each other, you can see some differences in the coloration. The problem is the Cancerides can have so many different little color, different subtle color variations, even between, you know, brothers and sisters, that it can be sometimes very difficult to recognize the difference between them. But when you do put them next to each other, there seem to be some differences. Uh, the next species I want to talk about is Formictopus auratus. Now, this is the oddball of the group because this is one of the Cuban Formictopus species. Now, a heads up, if you're buying a Cuban species, your slings should be brown. The Cuban species of Formictopus are brown, not that bright blue that you see pictures of from the ones from the island of Hispaniola. So, if you order one of these and it's brown, you did not get sent the wrong spider most likely. Well, it, at least that doesn't mean you got sent the wrong spider. I've had a, quite a few people when these guys went up for sale, the erratus, email and go, hey, I, I've got a Formictopus erratus, but I think they sold me something different. The sling's brown, and I know Formictopus species are supposed to be blue. No, the Cuban ones are supposed to be brown. So know that if you pick one up, you're going to get a brown sling. Now, they may start off a little more drab than the ones from Hispaniola, from the Dominican Republic or Haiti. But their coloration, when they get their adult coloration, is just, you you have to see it to believe it. It is just beautiful. And they have a gold appearance. They almost look like they're made out of metal, like they're made out of gold. But these guys are quite were quite a bit different behaviorally than the other species I've kept. And I don't know if it's just the Cuban species. or It, it would make sense that one's from a different locale might have different temperaments, but as slings, they burrowed, and I rarely saw them out. They were almost fossorial, and I actually got into a little mini argument with a guy who picked one up and was upset because the sling, he never saw the sling out, and I said, no, you expect them to dig. That's what they do. That's totally normal, and he's like, well, I didn't pay money to see to not see my spider, so he put it in very shallow substrate so that he'd be able to see it, which irritated me enough, but then when I checked back with him next time, he was complaining because it wasn't eating because apparently when I saw the picture of it, it's cowering in the corner with very little substrate and obviously not settled in well. So I noticed with mine, they burrowed and they burrowed and stayed burrowed a lot later than my other Formictopus species. So something to keep in mind, if you get the Erratus, they are going to live almost fossorially to a point until they hit mine. It was like when they hit three and a half, four inches, where a lot of mine, my other Formictopus species abandoned their burrows earlier. These guys, you know, right up to like probably right around the four inch mark when they had that big molt kind of stayed burrowed. So something to keep in mind, they were also, unlike some of my other Formictopus slings, my th these are the one species of spiders, the one genus of spiders, when I get new ones in, I usually feed them the day I get them in and they eat ravenously. So Billy and I always joke, you get a Formictopus sling in and go, watch, this thing's going to eat. So you rehouse it, you drop a thing in, it goes from being scared and like, oh my God, where am I to, oh, food. And these guys did not have that same feeding response. I had one that wouldn't eat for quite some time, which was very odd for a Formictopus for me because these guys are usually rabid. Like, they are some of my best hunters as far as spiders go, at least as far as devastating takedowns. And the Erratus didn't do that. I had one that buried itself right off the bat and wouldn't eat anything. And then I realized at one point it was because the prey item I was dropping in was too big for it. It was scaring it off, which I've never had happen with a Formictopus species. I've had one and a half inch Formictopus slings that I've dropped in a large cricket and they've wrestled that large cricket down. No problem. These guys, not the same. They were a little more shy with the food. So I had to make some adjustments. So be expect if you do get the Erratus, and this is not to be a, to, to serve as a turnoff by any 
stretch of the imagination. I just want people to understand that the behaviors might differ a little bit between the different species. With the Oratus, much more shy. They will burrow later. They do like that moist substrate. I know mine, I let part of the cage dry out where its burrow was and it went over to the moist side and dug in that side. So that's something to keep in mind. And keep in mind that with the hunting, they may be a little less voracious than some of their other the other species available. So they did grow at a slower pace because they weren't eating quite as well. So it took them a little while longer to get to that point where they have that molt where their adult colors come. And again, other people may have a totally different experience. So I'm not saying this is expect this with every type of Formictopus or every Erotus that is out there. I just want to make that very clear. And I'm hoping some people that have raised these guys will chime in and either go, no, mine grew very, very quickly. Or yeah, I saw some of the same things. But I did get emails from a couple people talking about how theirs were burrowed. They were shy. They weren't eating as well. So something to keep in mind. They eat well. They just not like the cancerities that we'll get to in a minute that are just eating machines. So it did take a little while for them to put on size. So the growth rate was slightly slower than some of my other species. However, once they get that gold, my lord, they're one of the most gorgeous spiders I have in my collection. They're one that every time I have so many pictures of them on my phone, because every time I take it out to feed them or them out to feed them, it's like, oh my gosh, look at this. And I get my phone, I get the lights out and I take a couple more pictures. And they're ones I like to show people that when we talk about spiders being beautiful, the gold spiders just kind of blow their mind. So Aratus, awesome spiders, beautiful as adults, expect that burrowing behavior, expect them to be a little more meek than some of the other Formictopus species out there, expect the growth rate to be a little bit slower, but my gosh, are you rewarded with the adult coloration. Now, next one on the list, apparently we're going alphabetically. I didn't even realize I wrote these down alphabetically. Formictopus cancerity is the one that started it all for me. To give you the background of this, and I probably shared the story before, so I apologize if I'm like the you know old grandpa that just keeps breaking out the same stories. But long story short, I noticed these guys years ago when I was searching out spiders and I wanted something a little more difficult. And I encountered this one called Formictobus cancerides. It's been in the hobbies for the hobby for years, I believe since the late 70s, 80s. It's been for a long time. Again, this could have been Anachromatus at some point too, but similar species. And a lot of the descriptions I was reading were just harping on the fact that it was a big, drab, brown, angry, defensive spider. And I remember the first time I read some stuff on it, and I went to another site and I kind of got the same type of thing. Yeah, they're brown. They're real known as being really nasty. And then I went to another one and the guy's like, mine chased, chased me right out of its enclosure. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. Why would I want to keep a big, ugly, brown spider? Well, Fast forward a little bit, somebody had slings, I believe it was Jamie's Tarantulas, had slings on sale and they were fairly inexpensive. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this one a shot. I don't know what it was about it, but I'm like, I was in the mood for something that was going to give me a little trouble. I was kind of having fun with the old, the new world species and this quote unquote beginner species. I moved into some, you know, I'd even bought my first pokey, I know BT, and I hadn't seen any of the nastiness I was expecting. Granted, they were still young. Well, the pokey was a larger one, but the OBT was still a little sling, although she's always been a sweetheart, so I never did get that nastiness from her. But I was looking for something that was going to give me a little bit of attitude. So it became attractive. So I picked them up immediately fell in love with these. I remember setting them up in their enclosures and I went to feed them and I dropped in for one of them a cricket that was like, oh crud, that cricket is way too big for the spider. And that thing raced across the enclosure. I mean, it hadn't even settled in yet. Tackled that cricket, wrestled it down and ate it. And I was like, 
that's it. I, this is my new favorite spider. So I had two of them at the time. I went and bought, I think Billy got me for my birthday because I was obsessed with these guys, but I was afraid I wasn't going to get a female and I really wanted a female. So she went and bought me a sex female that was about three inches. So I have three of them total. And then I picked up, nope, then I picked up a fourth one later on. I think it was a freebie or something. I'm like, yeah, I'll take another Concerides. So I had four of them overall. Uh, one of the males is mature. I'm thinking about breeding now. I've, I've got two females that just molted that I'm thinking I'm going to pair them with and he's not related to them. But just that species just opened me up to the, the genus and made me start seeking out the different types of Formictopus that were available. Now, the things I like about them, again, the slings were, they're gorgeous. They're little blue slings. They're voracious. And then that growth rate. When mine first had that, I have pictures, I think some of the earlier stuff on Tom's Big Spider's website, I think was my Formictopus molting. And it was when it went from the little blue sling to all of a sudden, it's like a spider that's, I swear it jumped an inch and a half in size, full furry adult looking spider. That molt blew my mind. I remember sitting in the, in the tarantula room and I had the cover off and I'm calling my whole family and like, you have to see this thing. And it just so happened that I had taken a picture of it as a sling a few days before that. So I had the actual comparison to go, this is what it looked like yesterday. This is what it looks like now. So from that point on, I was sold. Now they get a lot of bad press for being just, I don't know bad press. I think some people, they, they find it attractive. I know it kind of attracted me to them, but for being ornery and defensive. And I have spoken to people that do have very ornery and defensive specimens. I've just not got, I, I don't get that with mine. Again, the only time I've gotten threat postures from them is from dropping, well, either the food item bounces off of them and startles them or I drop a food item in and they're not ready for it and they slap at the food item, but then eat a few minutes later and they're perfectly fine. I've never had one charge out at me. I've never had one throw a threat posture up at me from doing a water dish or cleaning out boluses. I've never had one show any defensive behavior toward me whatsoever. Again, though, that's mine. I tend to have good luck with my guys. I don't know why, but I don't tend to get the, the nasty behaviors that some people report. I've kept them and I did a little experiment where I know with some species, if you keep them in smaller enclosures, enclosures they feel more trapped and more they can become more defensive. So I actually kept one of my females in a smaller enclosure for a little while. Not tiny, not like a torturously small, but smaller than the other ones were in to kind of see if there was any difference in behavior. Was she more defensive? Nope, not at all. I opened up her thing the other day. She was sitting out there. They they act, mine act almost like a G. Porteri or G. Rosea. They just sit right out in the open. They don't, they mind their own business. They don't seem to get too upset when you open the enclosure or do any maintenance. So mine, unfortunately, I can't report that defensiveness. And I say unfortunately, because I don't want people to go, well, Tom's are good. So I guess they're all good because that's not the case. Other people have reported. Somebody told me that theirs literally came out, out out of the enclosure at them. So I don't know what's going on with mine, but they're very docile. I wouldn't hold them. I want to make that very clear. But I didn't get the behaviors I was expecting from them. But that's totally okay because I absolutely love these guys. So again, Concertus was the one that kicked it all off for me. I do. I have the male. He's still eating. He's still fairly plump. He's gorgeous. This is one of the species that if you do get a male... It's kind of a lose-win, like you lose because he's not going to be with you all that long, but you win because the males are stunning. Like this thing's like this pink, almost like a fuchsia purple type color all around, just a gorgeous spider. Big, gangly, looks almost like an alien facehugger, but just an amazing animal all around. So people ask me which species to start with. If they're going to start with Formictopus, I always say the Concerides because they're very easy to get. They're cheap. They're tough as nails, and they grow very quickly. So you kind of get that experience. And over, I think you just get that well-rounded Formictopus experience with these guys.
Now, the next one up is a new acquisition, so I honestly can't say too much about it, but I can just kind of give you some of the what I've noticed and observations I've had since I got them. But that was the Formictopus cochleus vorax. These are the ones that eat land snails. Now, just to get this out of the way, you do not have to feed them snails only. It's not like koalas with eucalyptus. You can feed them anything. They'll eat crickets, roaches, mine are voracious eaters. Now, one thing I noticed right off the bat with these guys is they are big time burrowers. I dropped mine in dram bottles, larger dram bottles, and both of them basically burrowed right down to the bottom of the dram bottle, dug out the entire bottom of the dram bottle, pulled all the dirt up to the surface to the point where I went to open up the container the next time. The dirt was packed right up against the lid. There was no room, no air, no space in between the lid and the dirt. So I actually had to scoop some of the dirt out with a spoon so that there was some room in there for me to drop in a prey at them. So that's something to keep in mind that I'm going to probably rehouse these guys already because one has molted already. The other is in pre-molt. They put on quite a bit of size. They're showing some nice fuzzy little butts and some good coloration. But so far, they've been excellent eaters, shy burrowers. I don't see them all that much. I will obviously, as they get older, talk about them more and track what they, you know, any of the behavioral differences I see from the other species of Formictopus. I do it some point want to feed them snails i would love to get video of that but we'll see how it goes i also i kind of want to feed them snails but i got to be honest i'm going to feel bad for the snails that's like i like snails they're kind of cute so we'll see if i do it i don't know but anyway so far they've been cool but do know that i would start them in something a little bigger if i were to do it again i would have started them in something a little bit bigger than the dram bottles when i got them out and was opening them i had a bunch of dram bottles open I'm ready to go and set up for slings in different sizes. So I'd have something for any size I got. And these guys came out I'm like, oh, this will be perfect for them. And it wasn't. It was a little too small. I probably could have went straight to like a 32-ounce deli cup or at least a 16-ounce deli cup. So keep in mind, if you do get these guys, start them in something a little bigger. Moist substrate all the way. Put some sphagnum in there. Leave plenty of room between the top of the substrate and the top of the enclosure to accommodate for all the soil they'll be moving. I did give mine starter burrows. Make sure it's nice and moist down there and they should burrow right away. So unfortunately, not so much to report on those because we just got them, but that'll be something that I'll obviously be tracking as we go along because I know, you know, hopefully now that they've been introduced into the hobby over here in the U.S., or at least we got a bunch of them in, people will start breeding them in the future, and we'll be seeing more of them. So the next one we are going to do, it was sold to me, I'll start with the name it was sold to me as and explain why that's a misnomer. It was sold to me as Formictopus caudus violet species caudus violet and when i picked it up it was like there were supposed to be these beautiful violet spiders well we now refer to these in the hobby as dominican violets caudus is a species that is from cuba these are not cuban species the cuban slings again are brown so if you get a caudus violet and it's blue it's not a cuban species and the caudus is rather brown spider i don't know why they call them caudus it sounds like these are probably from the dominican republic and you'll know when you get an adult because the violet is just stunning and these are ones i mean this is one of these guys is the background or the border on my YouTube channel that's been there for a while. And that's when I started doing the purple Tom's Big Spiders logo. It was based off of these guys because just the coloration was amazing. I had one, I have two females. One's a little darker, deeper purple violet overall with a purplish pink carapace. One of them had like a pink carapace, light purple legs, just amazing looking spiders. And there were a bunch of these. I believe Fear Not and a couple other places were selling them recently where they got some in and a bunch of people picked them up. So congratulations. They are gorgeous spiders. They pick up the purple rather early. I think it's around the five inch mark or so. So you got about a year to go, maybe less, depending on your temperatures. 
until you start seeing that purple. They did, I will say, out of the species I keep, these are by far the most skittish Formictopus I have. I don't get so much threat poses from them. Again, I, the only ones I've gotten, every one of them I've gotten a threat pose from, but it was toward the feeder items. It's the weirdest thing ever, but I've never gotten one toward me. However, they are very, very skittish. They will bolt around the enclosures. I have to be very careful working with them. It was more when they hit around the six-inch mark or so. The females were particularly not defensive, but anytime I opened that enclosure, they were bolting from one side to the other. You had to be very careful. They didn't. I had one almost bolt out once when I was trying to get video of her. So just be careful with them because they are a little bit more high-strung than the other ones. But the growth rate was similar to Concerides. They ate very, very well. Awesome eaters. Like, even now, they're fantastic eaters. Just the takedowns are just nasty. And just stunningly gorgeous spiders overall. So as far as, you know, taking, they're taking care of the exact same way. The growth rate was very similar to the other ones. The feeding response was very similar to the other ones. The only big difference I've noticed with them is the attitude, but it's well worth it with the appearance of them because I got two now. One is in pre-mold. I cannot wait for this to mold. Part of me's scared. Part of me's worried because sometimes you get these, these beautiful spider species where they they're go through that stage as adults where they're absolutely stunning and then they have a molt and they tend to become a little more brown or drab. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but when you go from having a beautiful violet spider to something that's more in the brown range, that is kind of a, it's a downgrade. Let's call it as it is. I'll still love them just as much, but I'm hoping what it brings instead is even more vibrant colors because I'm going to do the video on this and these guys haven't molted in probably a year, maybe even closer to two years. So the colors are much more drab than they were originally. However, they're still absolutely gorgeous. They're still very vibrant, even despite the fact that they're not as vibrant as they were after they molted, if that makes sense. So there's still, it's a lot of times, like I'll show off some of the in a moment, we'll talk about the green femurs. The green femurs tend to turn more brown as they get further away from their molt. These guys still maintain some of those purples. So beautiful spiders. If you can grab these, if you see them up for sale, please grab them up. I, I, they, people need to know about them. People need to pick them up. You need to see them in person to really believe it. They have some of the most beautiful color changes as they go through their life stages that you've, you'll ever see with tarantulas. All right, next up, I have my Formictopus species blue. I bought two of these. It was a pair, a sex pair. It was a female that was about four inches and a male that was like two inches, which was great because when you buy a pair, remember that if you buy a male that's the same size as the female, you're going to have to be really lucky to have that male around for breeding time because the males will usually, for many species, will mature out much earlier than the females. So you can try not to feed them as much. You can try to keep them cooler, but it can be a little bit tricky to make the male mature at the same time that the female's mature and ready to breed. In my case, the male matured was around for like a year. I tried to keep them going. The female wouldn't molt, wouldn't molt, wouldn't molt. She was in pre-molt. And finally the male died off. And then the female molted literally like a couple of weeks later, which stunk, but it is what it is. But anyway, I've had this female. I picked her up at about three inches. She was this bizarre, like her carapace was almost a fleshy pink. Her femurs were like a grayish blue. And I remember when looking up pictures of species blue online and I wasn't getting a lot. I was getting what looked like pictures of a normal formictopus that people kind of changed the colors to make it look blue. I couldn't tell if they were real or not. I didn't know what I was getting. It was kind of a surprise. Well, anyway, she spent three molts or four molts 
with the same coloration with the like the bluish gray legs, the pinkish carapace. It was it looked like this was just going to be the spider's adult colors. And she had hit like the six and a half inch mark or so. So I figured she was pretty much adult size. Well, she went three years without molting. And I was actually starting to get worried because she was eating like a pig, eating like a pig. And a lot of times this is something heads up with Formictopus species. And I should have probably mentioned this earlier, but it, well, luckily it came out before I finished the podcast. Because they're such good eaters, people tend to stuff them. And what happens is if you feed them and stuff them to a certain point, they'll keep eating, 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 eating. What you will get is quite a long pre-molt period. So heads up with that. I've had some take two, even three years once they hit adulthood in between molts. And it, it can be quite a while. So when you have a spider that you're used to just gorging and picking out all the time, and all of a sudden it takes like two years off of eating, that can be a little scary. And that's what happened with the species blue. She ate a lot, she fattened up, and then she stopped eating. And it was quite a while. I offered her crickets. She was showing she didn't want anything to do with them. And then one day she ate again. And I was like, okay, maybe she's eating again. She ate a couple times and then stopped eating again. And then went pretty much about a year and a half without eating. So three years total from her last molt to this molt and finally I walked in the other day and was shocked to discover that not only had she molted but my lord the color change was amazing she's got like golds and greens and blues if you look at her just under the regular light she almost looks black and then you get the light on her my lord the colors are amazing and I actually posted some video up on YouTube because I was so this was like the coolest molt I've ever had because I was actually getting worried for the girl it'd been so long that I was worried that she was not going to molt again that I've had spiders in the past that you know especially older ones when you when I first got in the hobby I picked up some that were probably wild caught I didn't know any better and there were probably old females and they would do that thing where they would just not molt ever again and just kind of waste away and I was worried about this although when I got her she was only three inches so I knew she wasn't really that old so I wasn't sure if there was something wrong with her finally molted and the color change is just amazing now whether this is the species blue that they've been that other people have it seems like I've seen pictures that don't look a thing like this the male was green overall green and gold just an amazing color it was the first green spider I think I ever had and the female has some green tones but now that she's hardened up and darkened up a bit you can see her femurs have a bluish tone there's like blues and greens there's another species out there being sold as formictopus species blue azul which I believe means blue blue it's an azul blue in Spanish but anyway, that one, the pictures people show of that one, it looks more uniformly blue. So I'm not sure. Unfortunately, the genus is a mess. So God only knows what I even have here. But who cares? It is an absolutely stunning spider. So I am part of a group on Facebook that I was invited to years ago. It's basically a Dominican Republic. They're in the Dominican Republic and they take pictures of local species. So I'm, I'm thinking about posting up a picture and seeing, guys, have you seen anything like this out there? And if so, what part, what region is it from? What part on the, could you show me on the map just so I have a better idea? Again, you can't always identify things like that. It's tough to just look at a spider and figure it out. But I figure if anybody might know, these guys might know. So I may try that and see if somebody can help me out but anyway just one of the coolest events I've had in the hobby and I, I'm not it's not hyperbole like I was so excited when this thing molted and so excited to see the color change it brought me back to like when I first got into the hobby and you get your first molt and you're like oh my gosh this is amazing it was that level of cool so for Mictibus Species Blue can't tell you all that much about them I can tell you that the female has been incredibly calm probably one of the calmest spiders I have never that's one I've never received a threat pose from I don't believe she's been a good eater she's grown fairly 
fairly quickly and temperament wise, just a, a total sweetheart. The male, even when he was mature, was very laid back. So I haven't had any issues with them. They're not a particularly skittish, defensive or flighty species. But if you can get one, I know some folks out there are getting the blue azules. I would be very, very, very interested in getting updates on their growth and what they look like as they go along, because that would obviously be something that I would want to get if it ends up being different than my species blue. And I think there's probably a very good chance that it will be different. I think what happens is sometimes people were pulling these things out of the wild. They didn't know what to call them. They saw one out there that looked blue and they went, oh, it's a species blue. And that's how it got its name. And we're not even sure what they are. So again, hopefully taxonomists will examine this genus sometime soon and we'll finally be able to kind of unravel some of the mess that's become from Ictibus genus. But until then, we'll just kind of have to look at it and go, man, that's a darn pretty spider and leave it at that. So the next one, these were sold to me as Formictibus species South Hispaniola. When they matured, I got the shock of my life when they ended up having green on them. I had no idea what these things were going to look like. When I purchased these, nobody could tell me what they looked like. I emailed the dealer and said, hey, do you have any pictures of the adults? I got a murky picture that really didn't show anything. And I was kind of worried that I was just going to get another species of Concerides. But when they molted, they were definitely different looking spiders. I have, I believe, five of these now. I bought two as green femurs and I bought three as Formictibus species Hispaniolas, not realizing the Hispaniolas were actually going to look exactly the same. So what you end up getting with them is a stunning spider. Right after a molt, they have a gold carapace. The femurs, obviously, guess what? They're green. They're a rich green, and they are just gorgeous spiders. A little more gangly and life than some of the other Formictopus species. So for example, Cancerides are kind of a little more fuzzy than the Formictopus green femurs. They tend to be a little more, the legs are a little bit longer and sharper. There's just a difference in the overall build, a little more spindly, I would say, than some of the other Formictopus species. But these guys grew very well, good eaters, very laid back. Again, I have never had any issues with my green femurs. I have this big female that's probably seven and a half inches or so, seven, at least seven and a half inches. Her last molt, I believe, was seven. And she is as laid back as can be, just sits there again, almost like a G. Porteri. I open up her enclosure. She sits right out in the open, no problems whatsoever. They are, I found these guys, and, and just little things I've noticed between the different species. With the green femurs, with, well, let's start with Concerides. With Concerides, I could drop in 20 crickets to a Concerides. They would eat all 20 crickets. They would have this big, massive, nasty cricket junk in their mouth and eat the whole batch. They'd be scooping them up. With these guys, I've always noticed, and it's been like this with all five, they'll take one or two. After three, they start batting them away. I haven't, they don't seem to be, they'll eat really great for those first one or two. But with the other ones, they seem to be like they have a limit. So, for example, I have one that's in a Jamie's acrylic enclosure one of my females, smaller than the other one I was just talking about. I don't, one of, that one's particularly large. But she, I'll drop in the first cricket, and she'll kind of like bat it away, and then next thing you know, she grabs it up. And then I'll drop in a second cricket. She'll usually grab the second cricket. If I drop in three or four, I have to take them back out because she won't, she'll basically stand up on her legs and knock them away. So just a weird thing I've noticed with these guys, and it's been across the board with my other green femurs. They don't seem to, they don't gorge themselves. <laughs> as much as, say, the Cancerides or the species Purples that we'll be covering in a moment, which I believe are probably just Cancerides. So anyway, awesome species. They have three different species greens out there. There is species green femur, there's species full green, which we'll get to in a moment, and then there's species gold carapace, which is green with a gold carapace. I do not have the gold carapace yet. I will eventually get one. That's the only one I'm kind of missing right now, but it's only a matter of time before they're available. Can I pick them up? So and 
anyway, just a heads up, there are three different uh, green Formictibus species, and I have two of them, which leads us into the next one, which is Formictibus full green. Again, just your standard Formictibus. They start off as little blue slings. They acted very much like Concerides, I think, in terms of their great feeding response. They had a decent growth rate, just like the Concerides put on size really well. They picked up the green. It's taken them a little while to put on that green. I think now both of mine are about four and a half inches or so. And overall, you're starting, there's a little gold. One of them's almost completely green with green uh, specks or flecks on its carapace with some gold. So the overall coloration is a greenish color. It's not particularly vibrant yet. The other one right now, the carapace is a different color, but the legs are green. And I have another one that's getting ready to molt that doesn't have much of the green yet any uh, at all. So that one I'm assuming with the next molt will pick it up. So I'm thinking the one that the biggest of the three will most likely with its next molt be have that full green. I'll be doing some uh, photos and videos of these guys obviously later on. So anybody that wants to fly over to the YouTube channel later, they will have a whole parade of Formictibus species so you guys can actually see what they look like. But again, awesome species, grow quick, eat great, uh, keep them the same way I keep all the other ones. Temperament, they've been really, I have one little oddball though, I have to say with the species green, I've noticed this. Two of them are completely normal. One of them digs constantly and it doesn't b- dig a burrow it just digs holes in the corner of its enclosure so I tried once I, I thought it was trying to dig a burrow so I added more substrate in so that it could have more substrate to burrow in and basically it just dug out a corner and sat in the corner and tried to dig through the plastic and then I turned the enclosure around so that the other side of the enclosure was facing the, the light to see what would happen and it went over to that side and started digging in that side as well so it digs all the time it doesn't make a burrow it doesn't use its hide it just digs constantly. So I don't know what's up with that little guy, and we'll see if that behavior changes when it molts. But besides that, there hasn't been much different between them and my Concerides. It's pretty much status quo. No defensiveness whatsoever from these guys. Little more skittish maybe than the Concerides overall, but they are still, you know, they're on the younger side. They're probably around four and a half, five inches. The largest is probably around five inches or so. So they've got some room to grow before they hit full adulthood. But again, awesome species. Now, the next one I'm going to put in here because I purchased it as such, but I don't know if it's anything different than a Formictibus Concerides. And that would be my Formictibus species purple. I purchased three of these, ended up paying about twice as much as you'd normally pay for a Concerides that were supposedly these beautiful purple guys. And what happened is after I started doing some more reading, I found out that a lot of folks think that the purple ones are just the same. They're just Concerides, just a different color variation. Some people even say you can get purple ones in the same sack as regular Concerides. I don't know for sure, but it sounds compelling. What I do need to do eventually is take one of my Concerides molts, take one of my Formictibus species purple molts, and compare the Spermatheca to see if they look the same. And if they are, then there's a good chance it's just a different type of Concerides. But I will say they've, again, just exactly, they grew exactly like Concerides. As a matter of fact, they actually grew a little bit faster than my Concerides. I don't know if it's just, it might have been because the time I got them, I started elevating the temperatures in my tarantula room a little bit. So that was probably part of it, but they seem to grow a little bit quicker. I've got one that actually, when you put a light on, you can see those purplish tones and it looks very pretty and very purpley. I have two that are barely purple at all. They have purple carapace. They look like a different version of Concerides. So whether or not there is a true 
a real from uh, formictopus species purple out there or whether or not people just went, Oh, you know what? My female looks purple. So I'm going to sell these slings as purple. I don't know. People can chime in. If you have one that you bought is a purple, that's actually purple. I'd love to see pictures of it. Again, I have one that is kind of purpley and I have two that are not very purpley at all. And I don't know if they'll pick up more purple with the next molt. The incident with the formictopus species blue shows me that these guys can be quite large and have a molt and still have a, an incredible color change, a profound color change. So maybe that will happen with the purples, but right now they're looking very much exactly the same. They act the same. I had no, you know, as far as they burrowed as slings, came out as juveniles, sit right out in the open, not particularly defensive for me. Great eaters grow great. I mean, it's pretty much just the same thing that I would say for, for Mictibus Cancerity. So, and again, if you check out the video, you'll be able to see, I'll put a couple of the purples out there probably, and you'll be able to see the fact that they really don't look all that purple. So I probably just paid an extra 20 bucks per sling for something that was just something I already had, but yeah, welcome to the tarantula hobby. And then the last one I just picked up, I was perusing, I don't know where I was on, it might have been Billy that found this for me, because she's always looking for, she knows I love for Mictopus, so she's looking for him, so it might have been Billy that said that uh, Arachnoiden had a species in, she goes, they have something called Formictopus salinus, and I immediately bolted up from my chair and ran over to check them out, but they do have a new species, uh, salinus. I will tell you right now, I just got them in, they haven't had time to, I, have, I haven't had a lot of time to really even you know, get to know them or see any differences in behavior or anything about them. The only thing I will say that I've noticed right off the bat is I did put them into dram bottles with moist substrate and gave them starter burrows and neither of them burrowed. So that was something that I thought was interesting because the majority of my Formictopus species burrowed right off the bat. Neither of these guys have burrowed yet. Now, whether they haven't settled in or not, I don't know, but so far there's been nothing. They kind of just sit on the top, which is different from my other species, but we'll see. I'll obviously be able to keep people updated, but I don't know. I saw pictures of the adults. It's kind of, they're kind of blurry and murky, so I'm not sure the real colorations. And again, I've noticed with the other Formictopus species, the colorations, there can be very subtle differences that just don't pick up on film or on camera. So we'll have to see how those go, but I'm very, 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 very excited to grow these guys up and see what they look like as adults. All right, so that pretty much covers what I have now and what I have to share on them. If I think of anything else, I can obviously talk about the next podcast and just you know, include it there. This was kind of off script. I just made a list of the ones I had and some notes of things I've seen that are different. But to, again, go over the ones we covered, are Trichromatis, Aratus, Concerides, Cochleus Vorex, Species Dominican Violet, Species Blue, Species South Hispaniola, or the Green Femur, Formictopus species full green, Formictopus species purple, probably consider it is, and Formictopus salinas. So I think I covered them all. I'm hoping that I don't get done with this and realize I missed something. So that's it for this one, I think. Hopefully some of you will check out these guys. Hopefully some of you will come over and check out the video. Hopefully I still have enough of my voice left to do the video because my voice is starting to go a little bit. But I figured this would be a cool thing for folks. I know a lot of you guys don't go over to the videos, but every once in a while it just it's nice to have the visuals to be able to back it up and for you guys to see what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, some of the colors are a little drab because they haven't molted lately. I really wanted to do something that really showed them off, but it'll be neat to just kind of look at some of the differences and give people a realistic idea of what to expect. Because unfortunately, when you get those pictures that they post on Instagram where they pump up all the levels so they look like they're basically radioactive, that doesn't do any good because then people get upset when they get the spider, it matures, and it doesn't have those same vibrant colors. So you can get a realistic look at what it looks like. So that will do it for this one. As always, I'm on YouTube. I have a website. I hope everybody is doing well. I really sincerely hope people are doing well, you know, financially and with their health. These are really trying times and hopefully we'll get through this soon, but uh, that'll do it for this episode. Stay healthy guys and we'll catch you all next time.